This is The VO Life, positive conversations about living the voiceover life. Inside into the business and day-to-day grind of being a regular Joe VO. From the humble beginnings to the finally hitting a new level to getting that first big client. It's all about that VO life. Here's your host, Troy Holden. And hello and welcome back to The VO Life. Hope you're in a comfortable place and ready to listen for a few minutes. And this is going to be a little different episode. We're going to talk about something I may not be qualified to talk about. And I'll say that from time to time. We're going to talk about niches or niches or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Specialties, uh, if, if we have to call it that. So how do you find your, your niche? How do you brand? How do you do that? You're, you're a new voice artist. Well, let me play you this little snippet from one of my very first paid jobs. Listen to this. Mike needs a couple of top-notch salespeople for his growing business and is frustrated with the search. He knows exactly what he needs, but finding the right fit is hard. All right, so that was terrible. And it doesn't get it didn't get better very fast either. I mean, it started out bad and it got worse. Uh, almost sixty minute rendition of some kind of crazy thing. And I've kept all these, of course. I listen to them. I go back and listen to them. I want to see wh- what did I think I was doing. So when I got into this, I wanted to do commercials and I wanted to be on the radio. That's what I really wanted to do. Although I knew I was probably more cut out for narration. Uh, e-learning, that sort of short stuff, but I didn't know where I would go with the accent. And I still struggle with that at times, not nearly as bad as I used to because I'm, I'm over the hump and I'm getting some work. And there's times I'm told, you know, can you neutralize that a little bit? And I can a little bit, but those of you that know me know it's not going to go away. It just, it can't. Um, I am what I am, so I'm, I'm going to live with that. And you should, too. Whatever your natural thing is, that's what you need to really apply as your bread and butter. So, like I said, I wanted to do commercials. It was, you know, I, I was wanted to be the guy that says, right now at Burger King, you can get two for $5. I, I thought that was what I wanted to do. So, what did I do on my first demo? Right now at Burger King, get 10 chicken nuggets for just $1.49. No, wait, is that right? Yeah, it's right there. $1.49, 10 nuggets, limited time. Okay. <clears throat> Crispy and golden on the outside, made with premium white meat on the inside. Get more your way only at Burger King. So, yeah, uh, not terrible. You know, not terrible. So as I, that was after some coaching with Mike Hathcoat. Um, and I like that stuff, but he pushed me in the blue-collar direction. And he was the one that said, you've got, you know, that old gruff... Uh, you know, when I did this spot, and I'll just play a very little bit of it. When I did this spot for the demo working with him, he said, that is your money. Now hear this. There's a new breed of hunter in the woods. One that covers more miles in a day than others cover all season. Iris Setter makes the boots that keep up. New Flex Lock technology uses an interlocking stitch to mechanically bind the sole to the upper. The result... So... Is it or not? Have I booked work with that? Yes. Do I use it on my demo? Yes. Do I think that is my money? No. And let me tell you what happened to cause that. I was reading, uh, I was doing narrations for a company in Florida, and I still do, uh, doing one today, as a matter of fact. 
and it's about construction equipment. Well, the first two episodes, they said, that's what we want. We want that gritty voice and da 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 They went back and listened to my demo again and, and said, hey, we didn't know you did that voice. I said, well, which voice? Well, like the one on your Toyota commercial. It's just me. It's natural. It's the guy next door, the, the natural conversational thing. You know, right now at Toyota, you can get da-da-da-da-da. You know, and they said, well, the next one, we want you to do it in that voice and from now on. And you know what? That thrilled me because that was just me. So that can be where your niche comes from. It's just you. And you can find that. So you know, I, and I may stick another couple of samples in here to, sh to say that here's what I thought it was going to be and, and some of the things that you've heard. And here's, here's one more sample. Let's play this one. Officially, it's called Jack Daniels Old Time Number 7 Brand Quality Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Uh, but you can just ask for Jack. So, <laughs> I'm not really sure how to advise on this. And that's why I said maybe I'm not qualified. So, here's, here's my two cents. Do whatever you can do and spread your wings and do everything. If you get an opportunity to do um, a commercial, do a commercial. If you get an opportunity to do a video game or a video game trailer or something different that you feel like might not be in your reach. Why do you do that, you say? Because you may accidentally find something that people want to buy from you often, and that may help you determine where you want to focus. So I am in a dilemma with that right now. Voices.com. Um, it is my secondary uh, income source right now, the second biggest for me usually every month, and, and it may get better. I hope it does. Uh, of the 22 or 23 jobs I've got on there, exactly half of those are video game trailers. Yes. All right, so, oh, well, okay, your voice probably sounds okay for that. No, it's not my voice. It is a character voice. Listen to this. Day one, as an undercover agent, tough guys everywhere, scary. Good thing I've got a shield. I'll survive like this. One week as an undercover agent. The Alliance are fierce. All IVI-5 resources were taken in seconds. Now we got all See we what need. I'm saying? That is not what you normally hear me do. It's not even close to what I would normally do. Nowhere close. So uh, wrap your head around this for a second, right? Think about this. That's not my, my niche. I don't push for that. I push for the narrations, and the reason I do that is my goal. Let's just, let me just lay it on the table. I don't tell a lot of people these things. My goal is I would like to narrate things on uh, cable TV or local TV or something that is like hunting and fishing shows, outdoor shows. Um, agricultural type things. That's up my alley. It's what I like, but it doesn't mean that's where voiceover will take me. Although I'd like it to, um, I, I like doing that. So guess what? I, I landed a YouTube channel 
called Out There TV, and it's sponsored by Interlock Broadheads, and I am their voice for now, and I hope that continues. And they're not really launching it yet. We've done a few episodes, and they've done some product uh, narrations and released those, and I've done a couple different things for them. But there again, another example, it started off in the Interlock Broadheads, and it ended up Interlock Broadheads. We like your regular voice better. So there you have it. But that's what I really like to do. You know, here's Charlie out here, and he's fishing for bass. You know, he's using the so-and-so bait. I'd like to do that kind of thing. Or off the coast of Florida, you'll find alligators, and you'll find this and that. I'd love to do that kind of stuff. I like the narration stuff like that. But that doesn't mean that's my niche, right? But when you take the branding which is where I'm trying to build a brand as blue-collar voiceover. What does blue-collar mean to me, and what does it mean to some people? To some people, it means a steel worker, uh, a guy that works in a factory. Well, you know what? I've worked in factories all my life, uh, car plants, suppliers to car plants. Um, so I associate with it. But I look at blue-collar as being everyday, an everyday common Joe voice. You know, even with a southern accent, or even you can have a northern accent and be a blue-collar guy. That's fine, whatever accent you want. But to me, it fit. And because Mike tagged me in that one spot, and I, I tied that to blue-collar, I just felt like that was a good branding move. And it stuck, and I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to ride that dude as long as I can ride it. But does that mean that will be my VO path? Who knows? Because right now, 50% of my Voices.com business is video game trailers, character voices. So will it go that way later? I don't know. But it's fun. Is it not fun to try to figure these things out and go through them and, uh, and just chug along? I, I think it's fun. So I want to encourage you, whatever you're doing, as you listen to your demos, as other people hear your demos, listen to what your peers will say. If you get your peers to listen to your stuff and they say, you know what, that, that third spot on your demo, man, that's really good. If you hear that about five times and it's still the third spot on your demo, you better move it to the first spot because they, you can't say everybody's right. You may get five different opinions, but Somebody you trust tells you that, think about it. And maybe present it, if you're in coaching, present it to your coach and say, hey, I'm going to move this. What do you think? So then you can jump right into so many things and do so many variable things and see where it lands. Um, one question that comes up a lot, whether it's related to your niche or not, is, uh, and it was, a comment was made to me today, uh, somebody had asked, how long had, had you been doing this? And I said, well, a little over 10 months. You know, really, I look at July as the anniversary um, because I got my first, uh, I got my first Fiverr gig, I think it was in July. It was July or August. And, uh, and it kind of went from there. I got my first Upwork gig before that. That was that terrible thing you heard earlier. Um so they said, well, the, the comment was, you sound, it seems like you've been in it a lot longer. You seem more seasoned or you, know, you seem to know a lot more. Not really. I, I've studied very, very hard 
um, I listen and absorb a lot of information through YouTube and podcasts and seminars, webinars, workshops. I really absorb that stuff, or I try to. I'm a mimicker, too, I'll tell you that. I'm, uh, I can listen to other people's stuff, and I'm not going to copy them, but I can, some, you know what I'm saying? You can kind of mimic what they're doing without copying, uh, without it being exact. You know, if, if, if you want to sound like Willie Nelson, well, you know you got to do, you got to be nasal, right? Because Willie sounds like this. Well, I may not sound exactly like him, but that mimicked him to a point of somebody might, oh, yeah, that, yeah that's Willie Nelson. So another good piece of advice is listen to good demos by other people. Listen to commercials on iSpot or wherever you got to go to and listen to them a few times and then don't don't try to read along and then read along and then turn the the person off and then read it yourself and see if you kind of sound like that and and it's this is in in not getting in habits of cadence and patterns and things like that a lot of us me included early on i stabbed scripts to death mike told me several times you're stabbing the shit out of this stop it and excuse me for my expletive but that's what he told me word for word and i want to quote him and he was right and he finally got me to stop doing that but i will, i will never forget when the light went off I did a read for some folks in Alabama. It was Slocum, Alabama, and it was talking about they were having their football season and, and you know, last year and, and you know, the COVID stuff still going on, but, you know, all the things the town was doing and pulling together and doing this and that. And, and when I sat down to read that, I thought, you know, this is a story and I just need to tell a story. And I read through it once or twice. It was about, a I don't know, a two-and-a-half-minute read. And um, when I went to record it, I, I gave them two takes. I did a little older sounding, not raspy as I normally would do, just, just more whispery maybe, quiet. And then I did a regular voice. And they chose the regular, which was great. But they said it was a very difficult decision because both takes had an appeal to them based on the storytelling ability of both voices. That was that was like the day I crossed the finish line trying to get to a conversational tone. It's not easy. Let me give you another hint. All of you have smartphones, iPhones, whatever phones. They have recording features on them. Before you walk into a room to talk to someone, hit the record button, put it in your pocket or whatever, hold it in your hand. You don't have to let them know you're recording. You're not going to play this for anybody but you and have a conversation you know just talk normally talk and, and don't you know don't think well i've got this on i need to talk in a, this voice no just talk normal like i'm talking to you right now this is normal for me this is conversational this is what they want hear me pausing at times and thinking about what i'm going to say and the ums and the so's and you know that's where it's natural and conversational but listen to yourself doing that and play it back a lot. Then listen to yourself reading 
what was supposed to be a conversational read and see if there's a big difference or a small difference or no difference. And if you hear a difference, can you pick out what you need to work on? And I think that's a challenge for everybody. It's tough, but it's a good challenge. It's something you can overcome and you can do it. You just got to do it. But that's a good way to practice. Um, anyway, what a long and rambling, well, not really, 15, 15, 16 minutes. That's not too long and rambly. But I hope this was a little bit of help. I hope there were a couple of tricks and tips in here to help you figure out where you're going, what you're going to do, why you're going to do it, and f- find what you love and practice it. And it may become your specialty, your niche. I hope it does. I hope you find whatever it is that you feel like you'd love to do because if you don't love to do it, and I will even say this about voiceover, if you got in it because you thought, I can do that, it's pretty easy, I can do it from home, I can pick up a few bucks. If you're in it for that, do yourself a favor and don't stay in it. If you don't have a passion for this, if you don't get excited when you get a job, If you don't put everything you have into every read, I don't care if it's a $5 YouTube channel read. I've done hundreds. I am finally to the point that I am letting those clients go. I let another one go yesterday, and he sent me the nicest, nicest reply you'll ever see, thanking me over and over again, and his my favorite line in the whole thing. He said, I believe one day I will hear you as a Hollywood voiceover. Was that not awesome? And I've treated this guy as as well as I could treat him for 57 episodes. And his scripts were always great. And the last six weeks, he was down to doing maybe one a week or one every two weeks. He wasn't paying anyone to uh, proofread or correct the scripts. And I could tell they were really getting bad. And I knew it was time. So, um, but let me tell you, YouTube taught me how to read. It can teach you how to read. If you can read those scripts and and you will improvise a little bit because they, they get some of their words backwards or messed up or out of whack. And if you can go through that stuff and your mind learns to be a little bit ahead to where you can correct it when you get there, You don't have to edit a whole lot. You don't have to go back, and it really helps you as a VO. Um, I got to a point the last few weeks that I've done these, and I still have two YouTube clients left. They both are the upper of what I I ever got paid for YouTube. They're paying $25 and no more than 1,500 words. It's still a lot of work for 25 bucks. But I can almost read one of those scripts without having to edit. Almost. I may make one or two blurbs that I have to go back and, and edit out. But, you know, I do my marker, my I pop. I, a lot of people have a clicker or whatever. I just do this. And that's very loud. But that's what I do. It's easy to do. And I can see that clear as day when I'm editing. And I grab that and fix it and go on. So... If it takes me 10, 11 minutes to record it, uh, I can usually edit it in five, and I'm I'm done. So 15, 20 minutes at the most, and you got your 25 bucks. It's not awful. If, you know, say you did four of those an hour, it's 100 bucks an hour. 
but you're not going to be able to read that much. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's those 14, 1500 words. Uh, you got to take a break after that. You're going to get a little raspy and a little tired. So, uh, but let me encourage you, don't turn down the work on the front end and then start developing where you're going to go. Get the work, get the practice. And I used to be as enthused as I am about things now with those jobs back when I was getting them. And you do get burnt out with certain things. I'm not going to lie. I don't get burnt out with the business, but you get burnt out with the type of business sometimes. And the smart thing, I think, is what I'm doing there was you cut ties. And if these other two guys, if their scripts start coming off the rails and, you know, the, they start not sending the two a week as promised, yeah, yeah, I will probably send them a really nice email saying I'm going up on my rates, I'm very busy, and I can't keep doing these for this. If you'd like to stay on board with me, it's going to be 50 bucks per script. And if not, I understand I will wait until you can find somebody else, but I can only give you two more weeks to find somebody. And, uh, and, and like I said, I got a great reply on the two people that I have had already let go. And one just kind of quit. I mean, they just, I could tell they went from two a week to one a week and then one a month. And then they just, they, I guess they just said, I'm never going to make money at this and I'll quit. All right, so again, hopefully you got a little something out of this. I apologize if, the, if it was a little bit of rambling and all over the place, but hopefully some good information and some good tips in there. Um, look for your niche. Um, go after it. Find it and try to tie it to your brand and get out and market and work and take the jobs now to lead to the better jobs later. I hope everybody has a, uh, 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 a great rest of the whatever week this is. And uh, I think we'll probably be back again soon, right here. You've been listening to The VO Life with Troy Holden. Check back for more episodes each week and catch up on what you've missed also. This is for you, those just living that VO life. Thanks for listening and join us again. The VO Life intro is by Louise Porter. The outro by Liz Moya. You can pick us up on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, and many other podcast carriers. Need to send me an email? Do it today. Troy at TroyHoldenVoices.com. Thanks for listening.